Cosima pressed her face against the frost-covered window of the ground floor of the home for unfortunate girls, her breath fogging up the glass. She could just about make out a shadowed figure striding purposefully towards the front door. Muffled sounds drifted through the flimsy walls, and Cos caught the swoosh as Miss Stain welcomed in the mysterious guest from the snowstorm outside. The well-to-do ladies Miss Stain had invited round for tea weren't due for hours yet. Footsteps thundered towards the schoolroom. Miss Stain is coming, Cos hissed to the others. Hide everything! As fast as she possibly could, Cos creaked herself upright, her joints performing a cacophony of painful clicks. Activity buzzed through the schoolroom as maps were torn down from the wall, contraband items hidden hastily under loose floorboards, and Dia shoved her half-finished invention into the cupboard. Cos grabbed her walking stick, made from an old broom Dia had found in the back of a cobweb-covered cupboard, and limped across the groaning floor. She sat with a thud on a cramped school desk just as a peephole embedded in the door opened. A beady eye peered inside, glaring at the children. Cos tried to look as innocent as possible as Miss Stain's brother, the equally awful Mr Stain, surveyed the room, counting under his breath to make sure all were present and accounted for. Cos glanced around at her friends. All were dressed in identical uniforms and hunched over desks, staring glumly at the old rope they were unpicking. Number one, back to work, Mr Stain barked at Cos. Miss Stain wants each of you to unpick three pounds of rope by tonight. Huffing, Cos grabbed the rope coiled under the desk and began picking apart the fibres. Number one she thought mutinously, is not my name. She glowered at the wonkily sewn number one on her uniform. When a child arrived at the home for unfortunate girls, they were immediately assigned a number. Most children were prized from their families when they were older, and their disability had become unignorable. But Cos, who had arrived at the home when she was a baby, was number one. That fact clogged in Cos's throat like the almost inedible gruel the stains fed their charges. She swallowed it away and a hopeful fluttering soared in her belly. One day she would uncover her past. Not if, but when. Mr Stain finally slammed the peephole shut and Cos immediately let the rope fall from her hands. She stood up, wobbling a little as she leaned into her stick. Afternoon tea with the ladyship doesn't start for hours. The baker's dropped off the goods and now an unexpected visitor has distracted Mr Stain, Cos whispered as soon as Mr Stain's footsteps faded into nothingness. It's the only time today when she won't have Hawkeye gaze on the kitchen door. This is our chance. There was a murmur of agreement from some of the girls, others still stared resolutely at their rope. Cos sighed. They'd given up. She couldn't blame them. But Cos was a firm believer that a mouthful of cake had healing properties and she was determined to cheer her friends up.
she turned to the three girls nearest to her, her best friends in the home. I'll need a crack team to pull this one off. What do you think, Mary? A scraggy blonde-haired girl at the desk next to Coz wrung her hands and bounced her knees up and down. The number 15 was embroidered on her pinny. She abandoned the section of rope she was pulling apart to grab her trusty wooden clipboard, which she twizzled absent-mindedly between her hands. I don't know, Coz. She'll lock us away with no dinner when, I mean, if, she catches us. As Mary spoke, a breath billowed out in puffs and her teeth chattered. The weather had been bitterly cold lately, and the stains weren't for wasting roaring fireplaces on their charges.'